0: Hey there friends we're back welcome to the long-awaited season two of the praxis podcast yay last season we talked about the intersection of faith and mental health with some incredible mental health practitioners and people of christian faith and conviction and if you didn't get the chance to listen to those we invite you to go back and give them a try In this season, we're talking about the topic of discernment, specifically discernment and wisdom as it applies to making decisions, large and small, as we seek to be faithful followers of Jesus. We selected this topic for the Praxis podcast because, especially perhaps for young adults and people of every season of life, there are a lot of big questions that come to the forefront that need discerning. Questions like, uh, where do I go to school? Do I go to school or start working? Do I get into this relationship? Do I end this relationship? Do I attend this church or that church? Do I stay here or move somewhere else? All of these questions and a lot more you may be asking in your young adult years and beyond. So the question is this, how do we have those questions, walk through those seasons, and come out either on the other side with not 100% complete certainty, but a peace that the direction we're going in feels like the next right step for us in our walk with the Lord. We're getting into those questions and more this season, and our hope and prayer is that these conversations are a blessing to you in your walk with God. Speaking of these conversations, I'm joined for this conversation by my friend Patty Crone. Say hi, Patty. Hello. Patty is a director of care and equipping here at Three Crosses, lover of Jesus, lover of running, uh, cool things. T- tell us more about you, Patty.
1: Oh gosh, how to start because I'm way past the young adult age. <laughs> so there's a lot of decades to cover, but Um, I would say I like to pick a word for a year. And this past year, my word has been curiosity. Mm. And so this has been a year where I pray I'm moving further and further into just being curious Mm. about people, about life, about my adult, four adult kids and their spouses, my littles. Um, Really just, and I think that really ties beautifully into this topic. And I'm grateful to be here.
0: Patty, thank you so much for being generous with your time and wisdom and experience as we tackle this topic. Well, here on the Praxis podcast, um, we have a tradition. We like to start each conversation with what we call the precious moment. Something in your recent memory that just brings a smile to your face, something that is sparking joy, perhaps, for you at this time and um, I just sprung this on you before the podcast so I'm gonna go first while you think about your thing um, <laughs> and um, I think for me um, you know it's been a season of like kind of giving and receiving and I talk about kind of your love languages and I a gift giving is not high on my list of love languages but there are times in my life where um, I've just been surprised by a thoughtful gift, you know, and it impacted me more than I thought it would. And so I'm wearing one of those gifts right now. These are New Balance 550s. Patty's looking at my shoes. Ooh. And uh, yeah, ah. <laughs> some folks from our college community um, pulled some cash secretly and purchased these for me. And uh, it was just really kind of them. And um, I basically, I just have a few shoes. I got into Crocs this last year, which was a big shift. And uh, generally, I wear like uh, rainbow sandals or Vans. So this is kind of branching off in a new direction. But I'm grateful for the gift and uh, just upping my shoe game, I suppose. There's a lot of people here at Three Crosses uh with a, a high level shoe game, I'm sure as you've you've yeah. seen as I'm well, feeling Patty. I'm pretty
1: shamed by the whole <laughs> by the whole shoe thing.
0: <laughs> well we'll get you some five fifties, Patty. They're okay. nice. I'm gonna join uh, the praxis group. So yeah I can get some five fifties. <laughs> but uh just wearing these shoes and just thinking about the generosity of friends and a thoughtful gift. That's brought a smile to my face. So with that, Patty, how about you? What's a precious moment for you?
1: Oh, I think I'm going to stay in the theme of a gift. Um, my husband gave me a gift this morning. We're runners. We do love to run. We've been doing that for, gosh, 20, 20 some odd years now. And this morning, running in the dark, <laughs> he pulled out a little headlamp. I felt Ooh. like a coal miner, um, <laughs> but it was pretty cool. And it did spark some joy until it started to hurt my forehead. So I've got to figure out a new way to wear this headlamp, mm. but... Um, yeah, it even has strobes so I can let cars know I'm coming. So yeah, it, it it was it was sweet in that coming from my husband. It was it it did spark some joy and um yeah, maybe a little bit of safety in running in the dark as well. That's always joy to not fall.
0: Yes, I am gladdened that you are safer and uh well, <laughs> <I> thanks, Max. <laughs> can relate to just yeah, the the joy of a thoughtful and timely gift. That's today's theme. Well, with that, we get into uh, our subject for this season, and that is discerning decisions. And um, kind of the wider topic of discernment uh, is kind of the, the umbrella, and then specifically discernment in decision-making is kind of what we're zooming in on. But in this episode, I'd like to just talk a bit about the what and the why. Um, kind of what are we talking about when we're discussing discernment, and why does it matter? You know, why take a season? Why sit down for these series of conversations about this topic? when um, we could be talking about something else. You know, what is the place of discernment, wisdom for decision-making in the life of the believer? You know, someone in their young adult years or beyond. And why does it matter? So excited to spend a few minutes as we begin this journey just talking about that. So start at the beginning of just defining discernment. You know, maybe, Patty, do you have any just what comes to the surface for you of, you know, what would you say discernment is?
1: I think it has to, yeah, it has the same root word as decision making. So yeah, the idea of what does, what go, what's involved in making a choice, what's involved mm. in making a decision. And a lot of times it's super intuitive. Um, we just do it. You know, I feel like tea instead of, you know lemonade so it's just we just go based on what we're what we're longing for what we but there's other things that we're like no this is bigger I need to think this through so it's the process of of making a decision between two things that are equally or maybe morally neutral but um maybe would bring a different back to your original question a different amount of joy or lack of joy Mm. in the in the in the end result
0: yeah I think we will get into what you just mentioned there in one of our subsequent episodes of just kind of, is it bringing joy? You know, I use these words elsewhere of consolation and desolation. (laughs) You know, you might be like, Mm -hmm. what is that? But that's something we might talk about in a, an upcoming episode of, is this kind of, is this bringing me life or is this Mm -hmm. stealing it away? That that can be kind of a signpost along the road of discerning.
1: Yeah. And is it bringing life or taking life from those we love as well? That's a big part of the discernment process is, is what is this going to mean for those that god has called me to care for that i do care for where is this headed i think we are all aware that making a decision is kind of a direction and there's many decisions we cannot take back mm-hmm. so the weightiness can come i mean as a counselor i um i worked with a lot of clients where anxiety was a big issue and there became this Clarity, especially um, in, in the young 20s of choice anxiety. Mm. And it's a real thing because we know our choices, our decisions, our discernment takes us down specific paths. So in many ways, it's really beautiful that anyone's asking. I love it when people want to meet and discern something mm. of the Lord yes. and they're asking for your input. I think it's stunning. It's got to be beautiful to the Lord because you're, you're actually saying this matters And this is going somewhere. This is taking me somewhere. This is taking others somewhere. And rather than just go by whatever I feel in my gut, I'm gonna honor my gut, but I'm also gonna bring in wisdom. So I just think it's such a beautiful topic. And for those who are longing to grow in discernment, I my prayer would be they would know the joy of God in their desire to mature in this area and explore this. I think it's really so thank you for doing this this whole season on it. I think it's really critical.
0: Yeah, as I'm hearing you talk about that, I think one of the words that comes to mind is intentionality. You know, I think we all kind of recognize that I'm not going to become the person that I want to be, mm-hmm. the person that God wants me to be, um without some kind of initiative on Absolutely. my part, right? And uh, like you said, there can be some anxiety about that, recognizing Mm -hmm. that every decision has a consequence, Mm -hmm. right? Every yes also includes a no. And sometimes that can feel paralyzing, you know? And I think hopefully as we talk through this season, we can feel greater freedom, you know, about our decision-making. But that can feel crippling of, you know, like, yeah, my my decisions, they they have weight. And once we get into those young adult years— we're facing more and more weighty decisions, you know, like kind of in your childhood, younger years, you know, you kind of have these guardrails up where I'm not making any like maybe super, super yeah. consequential decisions. But then maybe your junior or senior year, it's like, OK, I'm thinking about colleges or am I going to just enter the workforce? It really amps
1: up, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. now it's like, OK,
0: I'm an adult, yeah. you know, I, I could get into a, a more serious relationship. I'm seeing people around me getting married, you know, or, you know, saving for the future. And it's like. like. Like, wow, there's a lot of things to be made, decisions to be made. And um, how do I navigate these well? It's such good questions to ask.
1: I actually have one of my grown kids. Um, I have four grown kids, and they're ages 25 to 34. Gosh, I can't even remember. (laughs) And two of them are married. So I actually have six, and I I love them all. as if they were all born to me, but mm. one actually wrestles in a restaurant. I watch her stress because, and I think this speaks to discernment. She doesn't want to miss out, <laughs> you know. And, it, and her yes. idea of a perfect meal is that we all order something different and share family style. Sure, wouldn't that be great with our decisions? <laughs> if all of our decisions, everybody could make a different one, and we could all we could all enjoy mm. each other's journey. But she, it really, it's it's been interesting to watch her grow in this and enter into that anxiety and say, you know, what I'm going to make a choice and I'm going to. I'm gonna see what God has for me in it, but yeah, it can be as it can be down to what am I gonna order for dinner, or where am I even? What kind of food am I gonna eat for dinner? (laughs) But it does it 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 is. I think part of it is, am I gonna miss out? If we're honest, we're afraid if we make the wrong decision, um, that we're going to we're gonna lose somehow. So Mm. it's gonna be exciting to see where the conversation goes. Yeah, here we go.
0: I think at this point too, and we've kind of said a little bit about this, but when we're talking about discerning, the wider topic of discernment has to do with like discerning truth from error. I think a a relevant idea is like that of judgment. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we talk about how Christians shouldn't be judgmental. You know, we talk about bad judgment, but I think part of maturing in Christ means exercising good judgment, Absolutely. which is, hey, this thing is good. This is not, Mm -hmm. you know, these are the paths in which the Lord would have me walk. These are things I ought to avoid, Mm -hmm. you know? And so in the wider umbrella of discernment, we're growing in that skill. But kind of the narrower scope of our focus for this season is really not on the right and wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, like when we're asking a decision, it's like, would God have me do this good thing or this bad thing? (laughs) You know, it's like we're operating within this, uh, you know, belief and foundation that we're not talking about good and bad. We're talking about, um, you know, pasta or salad, you know, right. or it's exactly. like mm-hmm. this good thing or this good thing. And, and part of the thing that maybe can be paralyzing in decision-making is, um, I don't want to decide, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because, uh, these both look good, but how do I choose? I I have both. Yeah. And, um. <laughs> Like, I guess sometimes we call that FOMO, right? Uh Fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can be small. It's very real. And there can also be like a bigger fear of like missing out on what God wants for my life, you know? Mm -hmm. And I can remember in my young adult years, I felt kind of that almost crippling fear of like, man, if I don't make every, if I don't just like connect the dots just the right way. I'm going to miss out on God's best for my life, you know? And I remember just really agonizing about that.
1: Which is way too much pressure. <laughs> it's that's a lot. one human to bear. <laughs> <laughs> that we can know the mind of God for all things, right? Yeah. Oh,
0: man. So I think that's Patty and I, both of our hope, right, for, for right. ourselves and for people listening is that maybe you're listening and maybe you're like clenching your fists, you know, un, uh, <laughs> unknowingly to be able to just be more open-handed um, as we just approach this topic of when we're maybe talking about significant things. And another feature of this season is that we're going to have a number of case studies, you know, just stories of kind of faithful Jesus followers talking about how they faced significant decisions and how they sought God's guidance in the midst of them. So um, hope that those stories will be helpful to you, the listener, uh, people who are just willing to generously open up their lives and stories um, you know, not for like a picture-perfect example of how to do it right, but just how they found God encountered them in the midst of sometimes the gray of decision-making. Uh, so I'm going to link some things in the show notes. So we're going to reference some resources throughout the season. Um, and I have two books here on the desk Patty and I are talking at. And uh, one that's kind of helped us sort of form the Of this season is a book. It's called The Way of Discernment by Elizabeth Liebert. And I read this actually as part of my training to be a spiritual director. And um, I really uh, just enjoyed the the heart, the spirit, the thoroughness with which she approached um, this topic of discerning decisions. So if you'd like to go deeper, into, you know, some of the conversations we're having here, invite you to check out that resource. Another one that I'm, I'm reading and really enjoying a lot is a book called God's Will, Finding God Guidance for Everyday Decisions, and that's by J.I. Packer and Carolyn Nystrom. J.I. Packer famously wrote a book called Knowing God, and um, just an incredible, warm, wise voice. Um, I was just reading it this morning and going, man, i to finish this book. It's really good. <laughs> um, so those might be some uh, things that you check out. But uh, maybe before we move forward, just some definitions. We've talked a bit about, you know, what it is. And um, in Liebert's book, she writes this. She says, discernment means making a discriminating choice between two or more good options. Like we said, this isn't right and wrong. Seeking the best for this moment. Discernment does not bring us to absolute certainty, but rather operates in the climate of faith. Seeking to follow God's call moves us toward that which is better for us individually and for the world, and assures that God will accompany us into the unknown. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's really the what, is just kind of the, the wisdom to choose, you know, with God as we're presented with good options, and we're not sure about how to proceed. So maybe a bit then on on the why, of just why is discernment important for the follower of Jesus? What are some of the maybe burning whys of discernment for us?
1: Gosh, well, there are so many whys. I think because we do live in a world of, of choice, and because it can create some anxiety and fear in us, that growing in discernment, part of it is also growing in the sense, I love her quote, of of God being with us. And um, as a counselor, we talk a lot about content versus process and mm. content is what you're working on, like how to make a decision. And then process would be the process in which you take. And I know you'll probably talk about this in future episodes, but um, I think one of the things we miss, or I missed, especially uh, as a young believer is the process of discerning how it, it built an intimacy with me and, and the Lord and his people so I think one of the whys of discernment is the process. Like, mm. the process itself is, is we find God in it, yes. and we find some freedom, and we find His joy, that He's not this this um, eternal being who's waiting for us to make a mistake, and He's you know hiding the right decision in some sort of
0: <laughs> some sort of envelope tied yes.
1: with chains, and you better. Figure this out, <laughs> but he's present mm. to be with us, and so I think one of the whys of discernment is it's it's part of having an intimate relationship with God. It's part of that journey of um, of knowing God and inviting Him into our lives. It's such choices are such a spiritual opportunity, mm. and I think yes. about how many times I miss the opportunity of choice, even if it is between chicken or fish. Um, (laughs) What, again, that that comes back to he is the creator of all things, and whatever I choose, I get to taste his goodness. I mean, you really want to over-spiritualize, but I think for me, I under-spiritualize the beauty of decision-making. The other thing about why is as we look at Genesis, you know, we were created for agency. We were created to make choice, and it's part of our image-bearing. So the process in which we make choices and we look at choices, we get to image God in the world. Um, so I think that's a really beautiful why. Um, another why is sometimes we just have to make a decision and, that we don't want to make. And yeah. so discernment is this beautiful gift that, that we have.
0: Yeah, I like that idea that it's, it's kind of this process that drives depth of relationship and intimacy with God. You know that it really drives us toward him. You know that he's not, like you said, kind of holding it behind his back and saying, "Okay, figure it out. Pick a card, any card. Oh, it better you, be the right card." If you're wrong, you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's really inviting us into mm-hmm. relationship. He's inviting us to make decisions in him, with him, mm-hmm. for him, from him. You know, and it can really, mm-hmm. instead of kind of a he's out there, kind of staring at us coldly while we try to like drum up the right answer. He's inviting us along a journey with Him, you know, and as we seek Him, as we kind of go through kind of a path of discernment, like we're going to talk about in this season, that it's meant to draw us deeper into love with with Him.
1: I remember hearing a speaker years ago at Mount Hermon, Craig Barnes, I think he's the president of Princeton Seminary now, and it it was a really fantastic message on I think wisdom and decision making, and I just—I'll never forget—he was kind of more of a narrative preacher, so he—he was very animated, and he was like, you know, Chicago, California, which job do I take? Chicago, California, Chicago, California, and he's—he's you know, swinging both hands both ways. You can kind of visualize what he's doing, Chicago, and he's just the intensity is building, the intensity is building, and he basically, you know, then has the voice of God saying, "Just love me and pick," (laughs) and I was like, that. That was, a, mm. that was a paradigm shift for me. That was a huge moment. Not that sometimes God isn't specifically saying Chicago, isn't specifically saying California. He brought me here at the East Bay four months ago, very specifically. But so often, and some of the things I would walk with my kids or in ministry with is, I think it's Augustine, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, wow, could that be freeing that... But I think just all too often for me, I just forget to bring him into the process. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think we've surfaced a number of great whys, you know, and I think probably if you're listening, you're already on the hook. You know, it's like I I want to discern. And I think part of that uh, for someone who's growing in faith is just I want my life to honor the Lord. You know, I was thinking about when Paul writes in Romans, he says, if we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. It's just kind of like this bigger idea of like my, my life is his, so I want to honor him with it. And how do I do that? And like you said, sometimes we can get so kind of bound and afraid that it's like, oh, does God want me to go to the gym before the grocery store or after the grocery <laughs> store. It's like, I'm not moving until God. me we're going to need a yeah.
1: neon sign. Yes.
0: <laughs> and that maybe is very different from kind of the love the Lord, your God and do as you please. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, man, I want that freedom, but the, the, the heart is there. You mm-hmm. know, it's just like, I want to honor God with my life. You know, as I make choices, as I make decisions. And maybe for some of us, we can remember times in our lives where we made decisions just for ourselves You know, maybe before Christ, I did it because it felt good. I did it because it advanced me, even at the expense of others. And so part of it is like, hey, that's not me anymore. I'm a new person in Christ Jesus. I'm leaving behind the old self, these selfish ways. And I want to honor him with my life. So how do I do that in my vocation? How do I do that in my relationships? You know, how do I do that in my priorities? And so I think that's often the why that drives us to want to make better decisions. I mean, we all make decisions. A lot of us have made bad ones, right? <laughs> it's like, I want to make better decisions. I want to honor God in my decisions because I want to honor him with my life. You know, I think about, um, I hope I'm saying this, I think this is the correct, correct way to pronounce his name, Frederick Beekner Okay. A famous Christian author. He says, you know, the place that God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. And um, we might talk about that more over the course of this season, but I just love the heart of that. It's like, I want to find that place where my passion, the way God's made me meets blessing for the world, you know, and God helped me find that place through the large and small decisions of my life. And so I think that's what might be animating you if you're listening to this. So just, I want to honor the Lord um, with where I live, with who I'm with, you know, with my finances, with all the decisions that I make in my life. I don't want it just for myself, but what the Lord would have for me. And how does he have it for me? What does that look like in my actual life? That's the question we're talking about. Well, at this juncture, Patty, anything you want to say as we kind of bring this first conversation to a close?
1: I just think as you were talking, Max, I'm, there's just this part of me that wants to cry out. You know, when you say, um, you know, speaking for especially some of our young adult listeners, I just want to honor, I want to say done, done. The fact that you want to honor God mm-hmm. is honoring him. The fact that it's Amen. matters to you, the fact that you're listening. Um, it just would be my heart's desire that you would know God's pleasure. The fact that you actually are yeah, that when when we say I want to honor you, God, that is honoring of Him. Amen. It's not just the result or the action mm, we take; mm. it's the posture of humility. Yes. that says I don't always know the best choice, but I trust in one who does. And that whole worldview of of there's a fabric to God's universe that um, leads to our flourishing, and He wants to invite us into that. So I love that quote that our deep gladness and the world's deep hungers meet because isn't that what God's about as mm. he's orchestrating all things it's for our good and the good of others because that's what brings God glory yes. is the goodness his goodness being evident among us so anyway so I just get so excited thinking about anybody saying I just want to honor the Lord with this decision it's like done <laughs> done take a nap
0: <laughs> no.
1: let somebody else decide for you now no I'm just kidding mm. <laughs> <So. clears throat>
0: that's beautiful. Well, that concludes this introductory episode of the Praxis podcast, Um, season two, Discerning Decisions. So hope you found this conversation helpful and that it's a blessing to you in your walk with God. We're going to have more conversation on this topic. We're going to have stories of people who've sought God in the midst of significant decisions in their lives. And we hope you listen along with us. And uh, Patty, thank you so much for joining us for this first conversation
1: thanks for having me. Great to be here.
0: Thanks. And we'll talk to you soon.